0: Tell me a story. Every kid says that in one way or another at one time or another and the truth is that even though we might stop saying it, we always want one. We're always on the lookout for stories, we're always listening to stories and we're always writing stories. If I say to someone, tell me who you are, they tell me a story and they choose which story to tell. If you say to me, who are you? I could say, well, I'm a rabbi in Los Angeles or I'm someone whose mother's family came from Ukraine or someone whose grandfather was a song and dance man and my father wanted to be a classical pianist but ended up as a rabbi and I wanted to be a writer and I ended up as a rabbi too. They're all different stories, they're all true, but they're all different stories. We have multiple stories in our lives and we choose which one to tell at which time. I could tell you the story of the accident or I could tell you the story of the people who came to help. When someone says I have a bad day and you ask them, it's usually one thing that happened or two things that happened, but 20 other things happened that weren't bad, but those two, made the story the story of a very bad day. In Jewish history, there are lots of stories. And three of them in a way converge on this Shabbat. The first one is that we're ending the book of Exodus. And what is the story of the book of Exodus? It is that the Jewish people are helpless and they're slaves and God comes and saves them. It's a story of miraculous deliverance of people who themselves could do nothing. But then we are about to have the holiday of Purim. And that's a somewhat different story. Because whose name is not mentioned in the Purim story? Gods. The Book of Esther, the Megillah, and Megillah means what? Story. The story of Esther is the story not of God's miraculous deliverance unless you read more deeply, but on the surface, it's the story of Esther's courage and Mordechai's ingenuity that helped save them from a tyrant because with God's help, even though the Jews had no power at the time, they managed somehow to maneuver the world such that the people who did have power, that is, Ahashverosh, the king, and so on, didn't crush them. And then there's our modern story, the story of the flag of Israel, which was, we've been waiting a long time for miraculous deliverance, we're a little impatient, doesn't seem to be coming on anyone's schedule, So we are going to take up arms and fight for the country and see if we can create our own story in the absence of the kind of story that we got in Exodus. Three different stories, powerlessness, power by political maneuvering, power by force of arms. All of them are Jewish stories it just depends which story you're looking at. And I wonder, I wonder who in that story knew that they would become the Jewish story. And I wonder if Moses thought to himself, you know what, in a couple thousand years, they're still going to be telling this story. Or if Mordechai thought, you know what, in a couple thousand years, they're still going to be telling this story. The Hebrew word for story is sipur. And it is related, it's from the same root, as the word for book, which is sefer. Because another way of telling the Jewish story is it's the story of a book, which accompanied all three stories that I just told you about. Now, why am I bringing up this business about stories? Because we are in the process of seeing a remarkable Jewish story. And none of us know, just as Moses, Mordechai, and Ben-Gurion didn't know, none of us know how the story is going to end. But I have no doubt that however it ends, it will be spoken about for a very long time as a Jewish story. Like all the other Jewish stories, it's not only a Jewish story. After all, the story of the exodus from Egypt involved lots and lots of other nations and people. The story of Purim is a story about ancient Persia as much as it's a story about the Jews. And the story of modern Israel, as you know, involves like every country and every people and still does. So the modern Jewish story is really a story about Russia and Ukraine. And yet, remarkably enough, it has become a Jewish story. Because who would think that the leader of a country on whose soil is Babi Yar, one of the most awful moments of all of history, where over 33,000 Jews were killed in just two days in one spot, just imagine that. Who would think that the leader of that country would be Jewish? and that all of a sudden would become a beacon of conscience and clarity to an entire world and stand up and say to the world, Jews do not be silent. Which by the way is another way of saying to the world, yes, I'm Jewish and I'm not hiding it and I'm not ashamed of it and I call on other Jews to join me in this. In its way, this is as remarkable as the story of Purim and in its way, if you'll allow for some miracles aside, as the story of the exodus, certainly as improbable. Because remember, I started by telling you that one way to tell my story was that part of my family came from Ukraine. The other day I was at a shiva someone else whose family had come from Ukraine, and the man who passed away, his family literally remembered the Ukrainians who had murdered other parts of his family. And he thought of that place as a sort of black pit of despair. And look at it right now. Not only is it, according to a 2019 survey, survey, the most hospitable country in Eastern Europe for Jews, but the president is Jewish, the prime minister was Jewish, and the world is looking to him for the kind of leadership that we have been desperate for for so many years throughout the world. That is somebody who's not a perfect person because perfect people don't exist, but somebody you can just admire who is standing for what is good and what is right. Now, here's the thing about stories. If you write them yourself, you can make them end any way you want. But in the world, they end the way they end. And we don't know how this story is going to end. And it could end in terrible tragedy and destruction and death. There will be death along the way, and destruction already is. We know that. But it could also end in resistance, in courage, in survival, and in hope. Both kinds of stories have been Jewish stories. The kind that end in tragedy and the kind that end in triumph. I can't remember the last time I stood at this pulpit and prayed for someone's life, but I pray that Zelensky lives. I pray that he continues to have the courage and the strength to lead the way he has been leading. I pray that the world will give him every kind of aid that it can reasonably give to a country that is being beleaguered by a tyrant. And I pray that in the future, when we tell this Jewish story, it'll be a story of a miracle and a story of deliverance. Shabbat Shalom.